turn it for good. And you turn it for good. Come on. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. And you turn it for good. One more time. Come on. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. And you turn it for good. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on, one more time. Listen, stop fighting things you ain't supposed to fight. Come on, stop fighting things you ain't supposed to fight. If you, if you feel like you've been getting beat up on, maybe you need to look at the battle and say, was I supposed to fight that? <laughs> maybe you ain't supposed to be fighting that thing. Let him fight it. Let him fight it. You know, it just, it's always been funny. I can remember when I was, I was like in the third grade, y'all. It was hilarious. And my next-door neighbor, the, the mail guy was coming to deliver. I don't know if it was a mailman or he, I don't even know if there was UPS back then. I just remember it was somebody delivering a package or something. And I went to the guy, and I told him, hey, he's not there. And that guy got all rude with me and everything. And, again, I'm like in third grade, maybe fourth grade. And he just kept getting rude. And all of a sudden, out the back, I hear this noise coming. It's my dad. He coming in there like, hey, what you doing, my boy? You know, and I'm like, oh, he's about to get fun. <laughs> well, they didn't fight or anything like that. But, you know, that's, that's what has to happen, Right? You know, and when you're not going in there trying to fight, you just smile and say, well, Daddy, this is yours. Because I know the end of the story. And you win. You always win. Amen. Because he is good. Amen. He is a good, good father.
else really like to worship i know i do i enjoy worshiping god i you know i, I was I was just telling jonathan i said man i was letting you get that groove on right there yeah i said really it was the problem is, is uh, i didn't know what note we were going back into because i wasn't playing uh but you know it's either way it's it's just having fun loving on jesus man having fun loving on jesus oh look out oh man hallelujah can you have fun in church? Is that legal? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on. We need to keep worshiping, though. We got a couple other songs we want to sing with you tonight that, that you can take home with you and uh, just love. Hallelujah. Father, we love you.
this, and this one's a little bit newer for you. You may have heard it, but you know the word, so don't worry about it.
beyond compare. Treasures rich and rare, marvelous and holy. One more time. So, come on. So wonderful, so beautiful, so kind and lovely. Oh uh-huh. 
on, give him praise tonight. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, turn and give somebody a spiritual high five and tell them amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I like that song. I'm just being honest with you. I love the words of that song. May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Amen. 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 And some more amen. And more amen. Let me grab this real fast. Thank you for the water. Oh, man. If you want to, we're, we're learning that song, Isn't He? Uh, so we, we kind of played it tonight. But if you want to hear a great version of it, um, the uh, POA over in Alexandria did a version of it the other day. And I'm just telling you what, man. If you can listen to that thing and not be on the ground, you're more man than I am. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And, and then I think it was November 27th or so, they released uh, them singing Throne Room. And it was like 30 minutes long. And, oh, man, it was great. It was great. Uh Turn those vents off for you. We, it was it was smoking hot in here earlier, so we had to. It, you know, it's that time of the year with those doors out there. It's it's when they're opening and closing. It's like you're sweating and you're not sweating and you're sweating and you're not sweating. And so I just kick the vents off and it'll just stay where it is. Hallelujah. Listen, grab your Bible and go to Luke chapter one. Mike, if you want to grab it, I got the King James pulled up. It's Luke chapter one. Uh, it's five through fourteen. Is really what it is. You know, as I, as I was studying through this, I, I saw something that was very interesting to me. And um, I just wanted to share it with you as well. Luke chapter 1, 5 through 11, or actually 5 through 14. You know how hard it is to open water with a mic in your hand? Sam's made sure that one ain't falling off. Let's read this. Luke chapter 1. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Now, that, that section right there, verse 6, is, is something that I found very important. So if there's things you like to underline, highlight, highlight that. Because I want to come back to it. But 7, and they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in age. They were old. Yeah, King James, man, they just got such, I wonder what the passion says. They were old as dirt or something. I don't know what it would say. And it came to pass that while he... See, I got out of that really quickly, Barbara. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, look at this, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And then the whole multitude of people were praying without, which means outside, at the time of the incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord saying, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And I got that in there. And when Zacharias saw him, the angel, he was troubled. And fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias. Look at this. For thy prayer is heard. Okay? And the wife and thy wife, your wife, Elizabeth, shall bear you a son, and you shall call him John. And we know who this is. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. I noticed some things very interesting in this story. Back up in verse 6. 
And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances blameless before the Lord. But you could see what their prayer had been, right? Down in verse 13. For your prayer has been heard, which was what? We want a son. Because in their time, for her to be childless was, was really you know, hard on her, and, and especially on him, but more on her. And I begin to look at that. Here you see a family serving God when their prayers hadn't been answered. <laughs> and serving God to the point, and this is what I, I really began to see. Serving God to the point. That remember, what is he doing? He's going into the Holy of Holies, right? Where they put the bells on and the rope. And, and if God sees any sin in his heart, he's going to what? He's going to die. So here you have a man that's been praying for a son for who knows how long, and he's not mad at God. <laughs> because if he would have had ought against God, that would have been sin, and he would have died. How many of us struggle serving God when our prayers aren't answered? <laughs> this guy had the ultimate test. See, we at least have Jesus, the blood of Jesus, so we don't drop dead when we come to church and we worship God and, and we lie about it. I love you, Lord. I trust you in all my ways, but really not because you won't answer my prayer. You know, we, we don't have that part. Well, see, I think it's going to go there tonight. I'm not sure. This is a conversation we had earlier today. But you see what I'm saying? It's something that can we serve God when, when our prayers aren't being answered? That's a struggle. It, it is a struggle. When you've prayed about something and you've prayed about something and, and, and you hear the preacher say it over and over again, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, and you're broke. Month after month after month. And you're doing everything. It's not like you're being extravagant and crazy. But you're not seeing it for some reason. And to stand there and say, yeah, but though he slay me, I'll trust him. That, that's hard. And, and to have a heart that says, God, I still hold nothing against you. Even as bad as my life looks, I hold nothing against you. That, that's hard. That would really be hard. How many of us can honestly do that? Just, just you know, being honest. How many of us could honestly do, do that? If we knew we could walk into the presence of God and die if we were lying about it, about how we felt about him or anything else, could we truly do that? And, and I think the problem is, is that we live under grace and mercy, so we don't even think about it anymore. We have no problem with, with unforgiveness and sin in our life and all these things. Yeah, it kind of bothers us a little bit, but we don't have a problem going up before God and saying, well, God, you're going to answer all my prayers. And, you know, and so it's something I think we need to look at. I, I, I spoke last week on, on or Sunday on gifts in his presence. I think the more we learn to set in his presence, those gifts will come. And if they don't come in this life, they'll be in the next life. But it's, it's about setting in his presence and allowing him to work out the things, work out the things that, that were in us. You know, if you, you look at Mary, her, her complaint to Jesus was, Lord, if you'd been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And, and they, they liked her, you know. He hung out at their house. It's like she repented and turned. And then we see King David. Right? A man after God's own heart with the sin and the things in his life. But he would go and repent and, and create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Straighten out my attitude, O oh God. Whatever it is. Right? Whatever it is. Because here's a question for you. I, I, I was, me and Jose were talking about this today. And I, I find this interesting. It's just a crazy question I want to bring out to you. Let me see how I want to present it to you, though. So, we have people in the church today that, that have sins and things in their life. Oh, well, God's going to help me get over that one day, right? Or, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Or, right, we have those things in our life, and we don't think anything of it. Or, or we have no problem with telling a little white lie, like there's a black lie or a green lie. I've never figured that out. It's a white lie. Yeah, but we're under grace, Ananias and Sapphira were under grace, and they dropped dead. 
You, you see what I'm saying? When, when we get it in our minds that, you know what, I still come to God with reverence and fear and trembling. Because if I come to him falsely, even with the blood of Jesus, look at Ananias and Sapphira. I know the word says that, that they lied to the Holy Spirit. How many of us do that? Thank God he hasn't put us to death. I don't know if I'd be here. You see, will we serve him with a true heart when he's not answering our prayers is the question. Will we serve him with true motives when we don't feel our, our prayers are being answered? That's a struggle for believers. It's a struggle for all of us. And the question is, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome the fact that, that I don't believe God is doing what I've asked him to do? Well, number one, I've got to check my motives of what I'm asking for. Right? Are you praying a prayer that God make me Superman and I'll serve you my whole life? Is that really a great prayer? Make me rich. Well, maybe he wants to. But the question is, 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 is what are you asking for? Number one, on what you're not seeing, because that may be the problem. And your motives behind it. What are we asking? I'm pretty sure that this man's prayers was so I can have somebody to carry on my legacy. So I can have somebody to take care of my wife, because that would have been his job, the son's job to take care of mom. Why do we ask anything of God? That's the question. You see, it's all of these questions. Why do we hide things from God, knowing he knows everything? Why do we do all these things? Why do we hide anything from God, knowing he knows all the answers? You know, what happens in Vegas is, stays in Vegas. God still sees it. <laughs> you go home and you do something, he still saw it. But he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I'm trying not to get into Sunday stuff already. But how do we do it, guys? How do we serve God when we're frustrated that God's not doing what we want him to do? Isn't that where we're living here? I, listen, how many people does it take to pray and repent to kill a COVID virus? And it ain't gone. How many people does it take? If my people will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. Well, that didn't happen. And I know there was countless millions of, of believers praying for that, and it didn't happen. But why is there people turning away from God today? Because it didn't happen. Were they serving him with true motives to begin with? See, I, I think that Elizabeth and Zacharias were serving God with a true motive to begin with. And it wasn't about the gifts anymore. I think there becomes a point in our life as a believer where we just move past the gift. We move past what it is we're asking God for. Paul, I had a thorn in my side, he said, right? He continually had a thorn in his side. Some people believed he had an infirmity that he was praying for constantly that would not be healed. And you see the great man of God, and, and he's got a, an infirmity or whatever it is in his body, a thorn in his side. What is it about serving God and getting prayers answered? What, what is it about it? What stops us? I, I think in this season of, of where the society is and where the church is, is, is God is asking us the hard questions. He's asking us the hard questions, and I think he's demanding answers. Because I believe he wants to bring his people even further, even further into his presence and even further into the knowledge and revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And, and we have to make a decision if we're going to do that or not, even if we don't get what we're looking for. You see, that's what this is all about tonight. I'm, I'm not going to go any much deeper than this, honestly. I just want to bring this to you to have a conversation because I think it's time. I think it's time. The church has the conversation of why do people not serve God? Why do believers walk away from God? Why is it we have so much sin in the camp? Why is it? Why is it? Why, why is all these things, guys? Why is it? Because I believe you have people that their motives have changed. They're going through religious rituals because they show up because that's what they do. But it's time we look at ourselves, Look at ourselves in the mirror and say, God, am I serving you with the right motives? Am I serving you to get something or am I serving you because I love you? Am I serving you? Am I staying serving you because I want to get out of jail free card 
or am I still serving you because I love you? You know, guys, if you're, if you're married, you understand that. You understand that. You know, me, me and my wife are going to celebrate 25 years here coming up in a couple weeks. And, and if I sit here today and say I don't know any more about her today than I did then, shame on me. But there's believers, <laughs> amen in the corner over there, yeah. But there's believers that have been sitting in church for 25 years and don't understand any more of the Bible and wonder why their life's a wreck. You see what I'm saying? We, we've got we've to figure this out, and, and don't blame anybody else. We've got the Word. We've got everything that we need. And we serve God because we want to serve Him, because we love Him, not because somebody makes me, not because I get the gifts, not because I get to do things, not because of any of that. I don't believe Ze Ze uh, Zacharias was doing what he was doing because God was giving him all these blessings. Because he wasn't. But I think we need to finally have the conversation. Do we serve God because we love him and we fear him and, you know, there's reverence there? Or do we serve him because we're looking for things? Well, you know what? I, I want things. I want things. My son calls and asks for things sometimes, just like your kids do. Right? It's just it's the nature of it. But what is it? That's the serving God when your prayers aren't answered. Serving God when it doesn't even look like it's going to work out. <laughs> Think about that. You know, the, the scripture, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Really? You see, we, we talk about the end times and we talk about all this stuff. But, but what about the day when, when, when they put people to death because they won't denounce the name of Christ? Are we willing to stand in that place? Oh, yeah, I'm going to stand there. Okay. <laughs> you better be ready if you're going to make that statement. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's always being prepared to say, I'm going to serve you no matter what happens. I'm going to serve you no matter what happens. No matter what happens in my life, I love Jesus because of who he is, not because of what he can do. So I want to pray for us tonight. And I hope God, yes, ma'am. Sure, hold on. I want somebody here. Yeah, we always have great questions. I love it. Well, I was going to say, <clears throat> when I truly got saved as an adult, um, one of the first things that I learned and I wrote in the front of a Bible was something that really shocked me. And it's probably something that not everybody in this room would agree on, but it, it touched my spirit. <clears throat> and I know one of the references is from Psalm 61 that says that, um, <clears throat> I'm paraphrasing, that if there's sin in your life, then your prayers are not going to be answered. And it probably doesn't say it quite as stringent as that. You, you and I have talked about it's so good to be reminded of present-day truth. It's so good to be reminded of scriptures that we learned as young Christians. It's so good to be reminded of God's word because it is pretty hard to hear. But I had been in a dead church, and they didn't talk about hell they didn't talk about um, being right with God. It was just assumed that if you joined a church, you were going to heaven. And so when I started hearing that teaching, it ministered to me so much. But it really, it keeps you on your toes because it has to be a daily prayer that that there's not known sin in your life. There are, there are times that we have not progressed from glory to glory or step to step or process to process. So there are things that God has not yet revealed to us that's sin to us. But when there's known sin in your life, and that's based on God's word, then... I believe that God is not, I don't know how to say that. I, I, I question, I wonder, I ask, is my prayer going to be answered? 
And that's when we know it's really important to have our brothers and sisters around us to do praying because sometimes we're not in that position, I guess you would say, to pray. And I know that probably not everybody agrees with that, but I know that was one of the first things that I learned when. Good. Thank you for sharing. That is good. Yeah. And I think, you know, just just uh, I know we've talked about this. I think there's a lot of places that don't talk about sin anymore. They want to fill a building. And I'm, I'm more interested, you know, I, I just to get off just for a second off that topic. I've, I've always looked at being a ministry leader as a bus driver. And my job is to have a full bus. And everybody on the bus and we're all going the same direction and we all believe the same thing. We're, we're getting to heaven, you know. And if I keep losing people along the way, it's it's not doing a very good job of being a bus driver. You know, uh, we, we've got to be reminded of the sin in our life. And, and people don't want to hear that today. People don't want to hear. We, we come down on believers that say, man, listen, you know, if, if you don't turn your life around, you're going to go to hell. Oh, well, you don't need to be telling them that. Well, if it's the truth, what if nobody else gets to tell them? Yeah, we love people and, and we want to share the truth of the gospel with us that they can turn around but sometimes they just have to hear the hard truth you know and 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 i've i've had that had to have that conversation with people before believers and non-believers you know so thank you for sharing that thank you uh you would think (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) And I think that's the, the key right there is, 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 that, uh, is that believers should want it, but then we have to question the other people, and that's where it gets into, are they really believers and all? <laughs> and that's where it gets kind of crazy. You know, I don't want to question somebody's salvation, but, comma, pause. What they're doing in their life, the way they're talking, everything that looks just kind of doesn't match the book. And so, but, yeah, we need to know about sin in our life. We need to have people around us that can come up to us and, and share things with us and say, hey, what are you doing? And hit us with a two-by-four if necessary, you know, and love us enough that they can say, hey, let me pray with you and not gossip, but let me pray with you and help you because that's what we need right now, guys. That's what the world needs is that same love and hope. So let me pray for us tonight that, that God would, I don't know if it's check our motives I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I, I don't. I just know sometimes I'm reading the scriptures and I see these things and I'm like, man, I need to share this because we're not, you know, can I, can I tell you that, that, you know, me and Jose having that conversation today about Ananias and Sapphira and, and I look at it even further out than that, you know, if, if their sin was lying to the Holy Spirit about keeping back some and not keeping... We have ministers today standing in pulpits who live in a life of homosexuality, and they're not dropping dead. I, I don't understand all of this stuff. I, I don't understand it. I know we have ministers that are lying, cheating, and stealing standing in pulpits, and they're not. And I don't know what it is, but I know this much. The Word of God gives us the instructions for life, eternal life, and how to live today. And it's the only book we have to go by. And if it says it's wrong, then it's wrong today. And that's what we need to go by and not allow our opinion to change. Yeah, we can have some doctrinal differences. But thou shalt not as still thou shalt not. And if it's a life-controlling thing that's going to pull you away from God, we need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of it. And that's, again, that's where the, the church doesn't always want to hear that. You know, they want to hear the ooey-gooey. All is good. And you know, there's times for that. There's times for that. Amen. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and for your presence, and I thank you, Lord, for boldness. So, Lord, I pray that, that everybody that's here and those that are listening online and even years down the road would question inside of themselves, why do I do what I do? Why do I serve you, God? Am I serving you with the right motives? Am I serving you only because I want to get something? And, Lord, I thank as we come to that answer, It will reassure us once again, regardless of what looks around us, we will come to the answer of our heart of why we serve you. And then I believe we can, can, at that point, can begin to move forward on dealing with the things in our lives. So Lord, I pray that every person here would, would have that thought and that question. 
And I pray, Lord, as I always do, that you would give us opportunities to share the goodness of Jesus Christ and the gospel with a lost and dying world. We have so many people that, that are walking away from faith right now in you and, and that are not hearing the gospel. We need to be able to share it. Let it not be said that we missed an opportunity to love on somebody and give them water or food in your name. Lord, I pray protection over the people, and I pray health, life, and strength. As the words of the song said, Father, keep us, be favor upon us a thousand generations, our family and our children and their children and their children. Let your presence go before us, behind us, and all around us. And give us peace and rest in our homes. We ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hey, before you run off, I want to tell you about a, a couple things. Y'all going to get the...